We're in the, be in the book of Acts, the second chapter to, tonight, and um, uh, the title of, of this, as we look in this, it's going to be continued on Sunday morning, is uh, the section of Peter's Pentecostal Sermon. And it, it starts with uh, verse 14 of chapter 2 of the book of Acts. And I'd like to read a, a portion to start with of this, and then we'll we'll uh, we're going to take a look at a few uh, thoughts in here and uh, lay the the kind of the groundwork or outline of where we're going to be on on Sunday morning. Um, remember, before this in, in Acts chapter two, they were together on the day of Pentecost, and they heard uh, they were amazed, and they that they saw and heard these men speaking and preaching the gospel in their own language. They weren't speaking nonsense or, or an unloaned tongue or gibberish. They were speaking and understanding in their own tongues individually. And it said, they do hear them speak, verse 11, in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? And so they were being preached and taught and, and shown as it says here, the wonderful works of God is what they were hearing, and and they, uh, some said, like I said, uh, what mean is this? And others saying, mocking, said these men are full of new wine, or they're they're drunk, and this is nonsense. And Peter starts his sermon, and we're gonna we're gonna read down a few verses of this, and uh, of what he says here, and um, it's quite a sermon, and uh, we'll. We'll pick up here at verse 14 of chapter 2 of Acts. It says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing that it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourself know, also know him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Now, here in, in, in um, verse 22 and 23, he says, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Now, 
we, we have other records of very similar words preached to group and they took very strong exception to it. There was not those those people would not have said we have heard the wonderful works of God. Uh, uh, a couple more sermons that we have in the book of Acts, and the content of those sermons didn't vary an awful lot. Speaking to the to the different peoples, they some of the histories recounted of the things that God had done, the wonderful works of God that He had done in the past, and came up with the same to the same point in his message that said that our Lord had been delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. It wasn't by, it wasn't by happenstance or reaction of, of people to Him. It was by God's determination. And it says, Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. That's pretty strong to the point of what took place. And, and we're going to see some, some results of how what the Holy Spirit does with His Word and and just recall that. And another thought that we're going to look at too in more detail on Sunday is that our Lord, it, it's described here and said here, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by Him in the midst of you as you yourselves also know. They were witness to these, some of these people at least were witness to those things taking place. And it's and the this one that the wonderful works of God were were speaking of and about, and he was approved of God. He by wicked hands you've taken and crucified and slain, and that's a pretty pretty strong spot to be a spotlight to be put under by by the word of God. And, uh, and it says uh, in verse twenty four, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Another part here, he was a man approved of God. We know he's God Almighty himself, and that whom God has raised up because it wasn't possible that death could hold him. And, and verse 25, For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are, we are all our witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which you now see and hear. When they heard the wonderful works of God preached in their own in their language, this was this is what you, they were witness to. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. 
Therefore let all the house of Israel assuredly know that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Pretty important point there. They knew of the Messiah was coming. They at least said they believed that the Messiah was coming. They had the prophets that said the Messiah was coming. They had all the prophets. And as we've seen going through the, the, the books, uh, uh, earliest books of, of the Old Testament, as far as the, the first five books there, up through Numbers where we've been, those, all those things witnessed it to the Messiah that was coming and a picture of Him and not a religion that was a religion till the time that the Messiah came. It wasn't a filler time. It was, it was from the very earliest uh, Cain and Abel the same, the same uh, witness, the same one was spoken of and was was witness to them, and that this same one that they they read about and they knew the words of of the Old Testament. They were proud of the words that they had, but they didn't have it in their heart. And this, the Holy Spirit put it there. They they didn't believe it as they actions showed out. And then the the the, the Pharisees there and the 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 uh, the ones at the time that he was there, they did not want this man to rule over them. They did not they did not accept him as as who he was, regardless of the as as uh, um, Peter says here, the signs and wonders and being approved of God that on all the things that they had had seen in their lifetime, let alone the the uh, words of the the law and the prophets. This was the one that was to come, and when he did come, they, they had no eyes to see him. And they sure didn't want their, their uh, religion upset by this guy that came on the scene, even though he be approved of God, resurrected from the dead. Uh, they saw him in their midst after that fact, and, and it, made no, it made no difference. Um, and, and as has said before, um, Great things and occurrences don't change the heart. Um, the the uh, uh, even though much is made of it, I, I no doubt of the 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 physical catastrophes physically that we see about us. That does not change man's heart. Um, uh, he may not like his situation, but that's not a that's not a saving event, barring the Lord Himself causing that to open someone's eyes. And the same way, and people said, "Well, if he would, we would have been Jews in that day, and he came, we would have open armed and just been glad to have him, and he would have been the man of the hour. We just would have loved him for who he was." No, when they found out he was not throwing the Roman rule off, that's the, the about the biggest hope some of them had in the Messiah. That uh, they had no interest; their heart was not. Their heart was not in it, um, and and I'd like to read a little <clears throat> a little farther down through this uh, uh, before we make some some other comments and some scriptures we're going to look at. It says, verse thirty-seven, after saying saying this and that the one that they had had crucified and slain that God had uh, not only raised from the dead but had made that same Jesus. Both you have crucified both Lord and Christ, and by saying those things, Lord and Christ, there were, he was the 
he was the real Messiah, the sent one. And, and as Peter says, now in verse 37 it says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and your children and to all that are far off, even as many as our Lord, as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. And then 40, verses 41 42. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and in prayers. Um, these, it says here, they were, when they heard this verse 3, they were pricked in their hearts and, and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, what do we do? Uh, uh, and not, um, I don't think as it, as it should, what we, we saw to start with, that they recognized and said they were hearing the, in their own tongues the wonderful works of God. It wasn't, it wasn't a, um, something that was throwing their religion out and, and that they were in jeopardy of losing their financial or business standing or whatever that type of position. But I, I think they, uh, uh, as, as evidenced by, by what took place, that, that God revealed to them the position that they were in and not, and not just in a religious sense, but with, with that position they, they um, stood in uh, by na- by just by their nature, by the sinful nature we have, and and what they must what must take place, and um, different than than a, a couple of other sermons that we're going to look a little bit at on Sunday, and when it said that they were cut to the heart and they had other reactions to it, wasn't wasn't this reaction to the preaching of the word, and here as it says here. Um, Verse 39, it says, and there's several of these important verses we're going to look at in, in some detail on Sunday, but it says, verse 39, for the promise is to you and your children and to all that are afar off, even as the Lord our God shall call. And it says that they were added unto them, they were baptized, they received his word, and the same day added to them about 3,000 souls little bit different reaction and situation that we find in other other sermons that were preached to other groups in other times and we even in the book of acts we'll see that that um, that they the reaction to and the the content of the sermons in two of them were just about identical in some regards and said that you've taken and crucified it uh, uh, and that uh, this this was and they all knew the situation that had come about in recent days with that, with with the Lord's uh, crucifixion and resurrection and and uh, and uh, the things that went along with that that we see that there were some that were called, as it says here, the ones that even as many as our Lord shall call, um, uh, and we we looked uh, in recent times about the the uh, pers- the amount. Or what is talked about as as those that 
that God has is redeemed, and it's called the remnant. It's, and it's not a picture of a, a large majority by any means. It's a minority, but it's, as was said last uh, Wednesday or Sunday, I can't remember which, by comment, that it's an un, unknown, untold number. It's a large number, but as of the whole of humanity, it's a pretty small number by that. But it is, whatever that number is that we don't know, God does, and it says again, as many as our Lord, our God shall call, and that's the that's the key to it. If 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 it's not that, the reaction is not the same. If the heart is not changed, it's not just, well, yeah, that's that nice and that that sounds good. As we, as we see, like I said, a couple of other sermons that are very similar in the Book of Acts, that the reaction was not this. Um, there's another time when there was 5,000 souls added, just a couple pages over in the book of Acts. Um, uh, and the difference being in the groups was God calling those people. And that's the, that's the, the difference in that the same message is preached um, the world over and by God's people. And um, if he doesn't call the men out, the people out, they're, they're not going to have their hearts changed. Um, just a minute, I was thinking of something and it kind of slipped. But uh, uh, but it, uh, those messages, that, like I said, the content of the gospel can, can be, is phrased and, and put differently, but it's still, the core of the gospel is the, the Lord Jesus Christ himself and the, the, the scriptures and the power of God. And and those Pharisees were told at least one time, you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God, and that is the, the sum total of it. If uh, uh, when the word is preached, if it can just roll past us and mean nothing, the difference is God causing the heart to to, to receive it and to have it. And and uh, I'd like to read just a, something out of the bulletin on on Sunday that that struck me by Thomas Brooks. And it's called the object of our faith. Uh, and it's he, Thomas Brooks wrote. It says the person of Christ is the object of faith. It is Christ in the promises that faith deals with. The promise is but the shell. Christ is the kernel. The promise is but the casket. Christ is the jewel in it. The promise is but the field. Christ is the treasure that is hid in that field. The promise is a ring of gold. Christ is the pearl in that ring, and upon this sparkling, shining pearl, faith delights most to look. Faith hath two hands, and with both she lays earnest and fast hold on King Jesus. Christ's beauty and glory is very taking and drawing. Faith cannot see it, but it will lay hold on it. Christ is the principal object about which faith is exercised for the obtaining of righteousness and everlasting happiness. And we know that faith is not us. That faith is given to us. It is God's faith that lays hold of him. And that, that in, whenever the, the gospel is preached, if, if, if our Lord Jesus Christ is not the center of that message and the main focus of that message, the gospel is not being preached. It's, 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 it's lacking the, the, key, the key point to it. And we had a, a man that came to our camp, summer camp, years ago once, and he said, um, 
He said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and that is uh, to get on to the the, uh, the the point and the the spotlight on our Lord Himself and and on the the working of of the the Spirit in us to to know those things and to receive those things. And um, like I said, the difference between this particular sermon that Peter preached and a couple that that Stephen and Peter preaches again, they have different reaction to them. And even though it's the same gospel, the, the, what makes the difference is God made the difference in that. And it's like the parable of, of the sower. That If that ground has not been prepared of God, it's not... It, it cannot grow. It can it can look like things a little bit and sprout up maybe or whatever, but there's no root in it. And and if it's not uh, if, if it's not planted and that that uh, uh, born from above is not caused by God, it's it, it's just it's just words and it doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't mean anything to us. I would like to look at those things being said and. Um, in Joel turn to the book of Joel the book of Joel it's not a very big book but there's it, there's really some interesting things and some important things said to us and the, the, the first verse first chapter says the word of the Lord that came to Joel the son of Pethuel as as and and we don't we we have to keep in our mind I think all the time and 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 when we bring out the word and ourselves or sharing it or whatever when we use the scripture this is the word of God to whoever we're quoting and and the passage we look at this is God's word it's not Joel's word on the on the on the on the subject uh, in the second chapter. The second chapter of Joel, I'd like to read, uh, well, let's see, let's start in verse 28, and these are very, uh, Brother Peter was talking about these very things and quoting this very part. It says in verse 28, chapter 2 of Joel, <coughs> excuse me, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillar of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant who the Lord shall call. Once again, he speaks here, and Joel says that the remnant uh, shall come to pass, that shall be delivered of the remnant whom the Lord shall call. And and um, speaking to to um, to Israel at that time, and and he says in verses uh, um, thirteen, backing up to. To uh, verses um, verses twelve through fourteen of the same chapter of Joel, just before this, he says in verse twelve, uh, chapter two, Joel, 
Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. And in um, obviously, uh, um, if man has not the capability to have faith, man has not the capability to turn his heart unto God. God has to do the has to do the turning. He has to put that in God's people. And when these things come about, when the heart has been rended, as it says here, um, rend the heart and not your garments. That's that's a I believe sign that God has done the work and caused that to come about, uh, and and not just being sorrow and and uh, wanting to go to heaven type of thing. That's not the that's not the the crux or the key point of the gospel. That's a that's a obviously a definite benefit to God's people is everlasting life that He promises, but the key of it is the Lord Himself and and who He is and what He. Uh, has done for his people is, and uh, what he has done to redeem them um, uh, from the word, the position they are in by nature, just lost and hell bound, and and he has redeemed his people and has has done those things. And as he said, one of the things he said, uh, the cross was it is finished, it's done. He had accomplished those things. So Joel was speaking of that, and he uses a term turned several times in this in this book to the the day of the Lord um, and as we've seen in in other studies and and, and in, um, in Malachi and Zechariah the day of the Lord is a is an important phrase an important thought in there the day of the Lord is that time when that remnant that individual is called of God when he is when the when when that person is called, and that's not called by hearing the general call and maybe, maybe not whatever you feel like. This is the call, the effectual call that God does call His people in. There's no, um, there's no um, thinking about that, or I'll get back to you later about that when that takes place. When the the Lord, as it says here, and when the the remnant whom the Lord shall call, and over there in in Acts, we saw those ones such as God would call out would hear the gospel, and and um, and in Acts in seventeen through twenty one on Acts two, where he speaks of Joel's prophecy that we just read, he speaks of that, and he's the the uh, object of our faith as we read that from Thomas Brooks, and and that the gospel is he is the. He is the key. He's the true cornerstone and of the gospel. And um, uh, if he is uh, diminished on who he is, um, or any way that his position is diminished in man's eyes, there there's a problem. And and there's no. It, it, he's either the the complete uh, savior of his people, or he's not. I'd like to read a verse in. Uh, in First Corinthians, first chapter, and you know probably where I'm going on this, on this one here, in the, uh, um, and we we looked at some time back on a, a couple of different lessons on in the in the 
first and second chapters of the of the uh, book of Corinthians of of God's power uh, uh, in Christ, God's power in the Spirit in salvation of His people, and and in here it says in verses thirty and thirty one of chapter one of First Corinthians, but of Him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And that, that, that glory that his people have in the Lord is that he is made those things to his people. And that's, it's not by looking at a catechism or just uh, some statements of faith or something said, that's where we stand. But he, God has to, as it said, he, Christ of God is made unto us those things. He is... He is really those things to his people, but he he makes and reveals that to his people that that he is all of the of the wisdom that we have, the righteousness, we have sanctification and redemption we have. If it's not all in him, we're we're in a we're in a spot because that's all there is. All he has supplied is all there is, and it's all that is needed. And as that passage, as as Peter said there. He's a man approved of God. He is the He is the only redeemer that is that is there. He's the only redeemer that can that can do and has done uh, and accomplished redemption for his people. Um, in Psalm 16, another verse I'd like to read. A couple of verses. Psalm 16. A lot in the Psalms, obviously, of the of who the Lord is. Uh, uh, to his people, um, the great things he has done, the refuge he is to his people, deliverance, and all those things. But in, in chapter in uh, Psalm sixteen, um, let's read eight through eleven. It says, "I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand; I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad." And my glory rejoiceth, my flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And here speaking of, of, of those attributes and, of the, and about our Lord himself, but also about us and that, that because of who he is and and the perfect one that that redemption and that righteousness that we have for, through him and because of him and he um, and these are the similar verses to what Joel has to say in in uh, in other places um, in I have to think of what other I'm going to say right this minute. Um, we're going to look at some of the some of those things in a little more detail that we looked over in Peter's sermon. But I'd like to read uh, in down a little farther in chapter two again. Um, It says here, uh, in according to to, uh, the, to what Peter 
is saying there, it says, um, verse 44 going on, chapter 2, it says, And all that believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And uh, that's, that's another uh, phrase like him calling, the ones that he shall call, but added to the church daily such as should be saved. And it does mean the, the, the clean ones or, the, or, or the, the best one of the group, best ones should be saved, but those that should be saved because they were given to, to our Lord and, and his, they are his sheep and he's not going to lose any of them as he says in John. And uh, such as should be saved are those that he died for. And uh, that's something that we, that we rest in. And, and people look at... at um, the ministry in different places, and there's probably been countless missionaries that people ask them, "Well, how many how many souls have you saved since you've been over there?" And they, some of them might say, "Not a one," but the gospel was preached, or maybe a number. But it's those that are added, such as God says, should be saved, and and that's something we can rest in that the gospel, it's. It's it's always a successful gospel because it goes out and the sheep are gonna are gonna hear that gospel and those that he will reveal himself to and we know that we can't reveal him we can we can preach the gospel or have it taught and 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 uh, recite the word to people and and God does what He does with it and we can rest it if we're faithful to present the gospel as it is in the scripture, all of the scripture people can rest at night knowing that they did what uh, uh, what is required of preaching the gospel and God does what he will with it and uh, we're going to see that like I said a little more different detail on Sunday but but uh, in this this particular passage of Peter's sermon, uh, Day of Pentecost, we see that that uh, what was preached they attested to, and and God used that message of of Peter's to um, says three thousand souls were added that day. That's that's a, that's amazing to it, to me. It's amazing, but but um, the next one, the next sermons we look at not quite the same result as far as outwardly appearance so that when the gospel is preached it's the the only difference when one gospel preacher preaches one place and goes and preaches another place is what God has done to prepare the soil when that word goes forth and and we can rest in that and know that it is done well and 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 um, those those that he calls will hear the gospel he will call them in to himself so with that as Mike would say be free thank you for your attention and um, good to see now there's a whole bunch of names on there just a minute
Come on. <laughs>